Welcome to the Talking Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Will Cheshire. And in this podcast, I speak with impact-driven founders and share their real-time stories about how their solution has a positive impact on society. This is a show for founders, investors, and all individuals looking for some positivity and optimism as you hear from people working hard to help better our society and our planet. You can expect to learn about some awesome new products and services in this show that will bring you more hope in our quest to solve some of society's biggest issues. Let's dive in to this week's episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast. The 27th episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast is highlighting a solution out of St. Louis that will help solve the food insecurity problem in the U.S. today. Food insecurity impacts over 40 million people and has a direct impact on their overall well-being. Gift a Meal is a company looking to solve this problem through social media and partnering with restaurants and local food banks to provide meals to those in need. Founder and CEO Andrew Glantz joins me on the podcast today to discuss how his company provides meals to those in need and how by simply sharing a photo of food at your favorite restaurant that you're dining in will help someone get access to a healthy and nutritious meal. Let's dive in with founder Andrew Glantz and learn more about how Gift a Meal is helping to solve the food insecurity problem in the U.S. today. We got another edition of the Talking Solutions podcast. And in this episode, we're going into Missouri, into the area of St. Louis and a company that's expanding as well. That's doing something very, very cool that kind of incorporates social media and photos, restaurants to help fight people that are struggling with hunger and food insecurity. And it's with my pleasure to introduce the founder and CEO of Gift a Meal, Mr. Andrew Glantz. And Andrew, how are you today? And thank you for taking some time to talk to me. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. Andrew, if you could just do me the honor of just kind of describing what exactly Gift a Meal does, fight hunger with photos, and, and how it's such a great impact on society. Yeah, exactly. So you hit the nail on the head. So what we do is fight hunger with photos. So each time a guest goes to one of our partner restaurants or orders takeout delivery from there, all they need to do is open the free Gift a Meal app and snap a photo of their food or drink order. And when they do that, we make a donation to a local food bank to give a meal to someone in need in that restaurant's community. And then the guest is prompted to share their photo on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And we give an extra meal for each platform they share on. So if they share on gift a meal on that restaurant's profile um, through our app, then that's one meal. Then if they share a gift a meal on Facebook, it's two meals. Gift a meal on Facebook, Instagram, three. Gift a meal on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's four meals. Um, So you can make a really big impact. It's completely free for the guest, um, and it's all funded by the restaurants as a mix of marketing and giving back. So they pay a program fee to be involved, and then their goal is to give back to their local community and find a way to involve the guest in that positive, uplifting experience so they create happy guests that will return more often and uh, be loyal to that restaurant's brand. Sounds like a win-win to me for everybody involved, Andrew. Sounds like a win-win to me. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, obviously when it comes to, you know, food insecurity and something of that nature, it's something that, you know, we struggle with here at times. You know, there are people, I know I'm from the Seattle area. We definitely have a lot of that issue in downtown Seattle and things of that nature as well. And it's something that unfortunately is, is kind of happening, especially as we kind of see the kind of income inequality and whatnot uh, kind of drive itself a little bit further apart. Uh, so I want to ask a little bit as well to just, can you define what being food insecure means for those who may not actually know what that true definition is and what that might mean? Yeah, so basically when somebody's food insecure, it means they don't know where they're going to find their next meal. Um, so there's the concept of a food desert um, where somebody might live in an area 
where you know they can go to a McDonald's or something, but they don't have access to healthy, convenient food um, from you know like a supermarket. Or if they're working multiple part-time jobs, they aren't able to go to that to, to the gro- local grocery store to get fresh produce when they're out when they're off of work or something like that. And so then they could be facing hunger. Um, they could be not be able to get access to healthy food. Uh, when we look at the numbers for food insecurity across the United States, over 40 million Americans that face daily food insecurity. Um, and, you know, it's one in six children across the United States. Um, and so in St. Louis alone, you know, we have over half a million people that face daily food insecurity. Um, and during the pandemic, it got as bad to one in four children that face food insecurity in St. Louis. Now it's back to that kind of one in six. Um, which still is a major issue. And so with Get the Meal, the one we find by finding it, by creating the company, uh, we're looking to see how we can put a dent in this hunger problem and also spread awareness so people understand what food insecurity is. Because um, food insecurity doesn't necessarily mean that somebody is homeless. Um, it could be, uh, that's just kind of what people picture when they picture somebody that's food insecure. Um, but it could also be somebody that has a home. They could have a job or multiple jobs. It could be a single parent household. And, uh, you know, one of the big points that I like to make with Gift a Meal uh, is that it's to combat that misconception and uh, to explain that hunger can happen to anyone. Um, and a lot of these people that are facing hunger, uh, this isn't the defining characteristic of them. And it's not, and trying not to stigmatize hunger and just looking to see how we can support each other as a community. I love it. And then that kind of all kind of encapsulates with the restaurants and being able to be involved in their own community, create that positive experience and things of that nature as well for the customers that come in. That's really good. So, Andrew, I want to know, too, a little bit about your story and why you found that this was such a big problem and what kind of sparked you to come up with this solution to help solve this problem. I mean, my favorite part is, you know, I see all the time with my friends and things of that nature as well. People love to take photos of their food. They love it. Uh, you know, it's a really popular thing on, on social media and things of that nature. And what you've seemed to have done is, is found a way to put that to good use a little bit. So tell me what kind of sparked it. Was it a one moment? Was it kind of a long time coming? Or tell me a little bit about your backstory a little bit and, and how you came up with this great idea. The giving back aspect had kind of are, are always been a part of me uh, while I was growing up and something that my parents instilled in me as a core value. Uh, you know, when I was in high school, I was vice president of a children's charity that raised about $350,000 for children in need in Southern California, where I'm originally from. Um, and then when I was in college, I uh, was a co-owner of a nonprofit storefront that promoted reuse and sustainability. And, you know, I'd volunteer at various causes and things like that. And so it was always something that was important to me. Then when I was in college at WashU in St. Louis, I had a summer internship uh, at a venture capital firm. And I was talking to the managing partner about how uh, there could be the idea of a profits with a purpose business model where you can both do well uh, for the for your business while also doing good for the community. And so seeing that profit and purpose could be consistent goals was uh, goals were something that was really appealing to me. So I was on a lunch break uh, during that internship with the other intern, and we were talking about how millennials like to support businesses based on values. Uh, but with restaurants, it was a lot of financial discounts, um, incentives, and coupons. Um, or one-off benefit nights. And I think that was really involving the guests in the experience. And so I just kind of capitalized on a bunch of different trends and pulled from different areas, like buy one, give one models, like Tom Cheese and Warby Parker. Like you said, people posting photos of food on social media already. Um, pulling from elements like the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, where people were posting on social media about a cause. And, um, you know, with that, a lot of people were 
um, the, the trend was kind of criticized because uh, people were posting and not necessarily donating. And so I kind of had the idea, what if posting and donating could be one of the same? And so it was all about creating that business model to create that ecosystem where it create that kind of win-win-win scenario where it could be something beneficial to the restaurants where they would be able to fund this program easy and free for the customers of the restaurant and beneficial to the community. And so then I put my saves into it and hired an app developer and just kind of learned and failed and pivoted as I went along and um, eventually grew it into where we are today with over 360 partner restaurants and nearly a million meals provided to those in need. Look at that, nearly a million meals provided to those in need. That's fantastic. Over 350 restaurants, I think you said 360 to be exact on that front. So that's a really cool story, kind of how you kind of came up with that, Andrew, uh, on that front as well. And I'm curious, you know, you mentioned the kind of going at it, failing, going at it, failing. You know, obviously, uh, you know, you have to try things out, see things that don't work to kind of be successful on that front. So where have you kind of seen the biggest kind of growth uh, from where you've been at in the last couple of years and whatnot in terms of what you've been doing? Like uh, what, what things have kind of been sticking that you're finding is really working and that, you know, the customers want to see and the incentives for the restaurants to get them on board and things of that nature as well? What types of things have you been kind of able to, I guess, dissect from all the things that you've kind of done that didn't work and then to the things that are now working? Yeah, I mean, last couple of years basically encapsulates the pandemic and um, so before the pandemic, we uh, were only for dine-in restaurants. And so we use location to verify users at the restaurant in order to use gift a meal. Um, and then in early March 2020, uh, we pivoted to, because we kind of saw the writing on the wall that some of the restaurants were going to be leaning heavily on takeout and delivery. And we didn't predict everything that was going to happen in the extent of all the restaurants closing down. But um, fortunately, we made that pivot so that we can support photos taken for offsite purchases for takeout and delivery orders. So we continue to support restaurants in that respect. And um, that ends up being really big for us um, because then um, our next biggest uh, restaurant that joined us was a 32 unit, uh, 32 location roast beef fast food chain. Um, and they were 95% drive through. And so for them, they just celebrated their one year anniversary on gift a meal. Um, you know, before it wouldn't have made sense for them to do gift a meal because it was on site only for dine-in purchases. Now they can do it for their um, drive-through orders as well. So um, that was something that was really big for us. And we all now work with 16 locations of Andy's frozen custard, and that's um, drive-through order, order at the counter. And um, so that was really big as well. From the restaurant side, one of the biggest changes that changed the trajectory of gift a meal was once we were able to quantify our value to the restaurant. Um, so people sharing out on social media is great and getting impressions and all of that. Um, but what we were able to do um, with some of our restaurants was to actually match the names of the gifted meal users to the names of the uh, customers in the restaurant's point of sale systems um, that they were pulled from the credit card transactions and have customer profiles um, within their point of sale system. So that way we can match the names so we can segment the data into customers that use gifted meal and ones that didn't. And in doing so, we found that the guests using gift a meal on average were spending 39% or sorry, they were, they were returning 39% more frequently, spending 20% more per check, and they were tipping 32% more than the average customer. And so we were able to see, okay, gift a meal isn't just creating a happy, feel good experience that just is something that's nice. It's actually creating a real business value as a result of this socially conscious incentive in addition to the actual meaningful gifts back to the community. So we could create both a meaningful impact for communities and for the brands that were signing up for gift meals. That was a really big turning point as well for us. 
Fantastic. It was exactly back to your experience, um, you know, uh, with the summer internship with the VC and whatnot, right? Like, How can you combine the business and, and make it into something that's lucrative and still profit making for the restaurants, but at the same time, have a really positive social impact on that front? So it seems like uh, you've, you've kind of found the little magic there. I'm sure, obviously, there's a whole bunch of things you want to keep doing and, and continue to work on, but I think it's a fantastic um solution on that front as well. And uh, the pitching to the restaurants uh, a little bit, like to get them on and to kind of get that awareness going through it, has that, has that been a lot of kind of like cold kind of outreach to them? Has it been something that they've seen on social media or kind of a combination of things? It's a mix. I mean, primarily it's us reaching out to the restaurants because they're busy, um, especially if we're partnering with like a mom and pop restaurant, like, you know, they're focused on the food um, and, you know, they have a thousand people a week calling them trying to sell them something or other, whether it's like, you know, insurance or fire safety or um, online ordering solutions or payment processing, you know. And so to cut through that noise can be challenging. Um, but we found that we have a compelling message and um, we've had these good case studies that help us kind of get through that system. And we're a bit different than everything else. And there's not like one direct competitor. So um, you know, it's something that allows us to get those meetings with the restaurants, but we also don't just work with mom and pops anymore. We work with some chain executives um, at chain restaurants that uh, work with gift a meal. And so for them, you know, it's going to conferences and being able to meet people in person and network and get introductions and just kind of establish our reputation in the food scene across the country um, and continue to validate it. And like you said, also social media and media has been great um, because that's where people look to right after they hear about us. They're like, oh, what is this thing? And they look into us a little bit more. So, um, you know, we had a few articles in QSR magazine, which is quick service restaurant magazine and a big national publication. Um, and that definitely was something that legitimized us in the eyes of the restaurant community and was something that was super helpful as well. So media, social media, cold outreach conferences. Uh, partnerships with other food tech com- companies and introductions. Let's pause for a moment for a new segment I'm introducing on the podcast. Going forward, you'll notice the podcast will be divided into three segments. In between one of the segments, I'll offer a weekly book or podcast recommendation for you to check out. It's something that I do on my Instagram account, and it's a great way for me to provide some great recommendations and give you some insight into what I'm reading and why I think it's important to share with you, my audience, as it relates to potentially societal impact as well as business going forward. So this week, I want to recommend the book Humankind, A Hopeful History by Rutger Bregman. It's a book that challenges the widely held belief that human beings are innately selfish and greedy, but instead proposes for most of human history, dating back to our hunter and gatherer days, that we are innately selfless and want to do good for others. It suggests that civilizations in the phenomenon of building modern societies and information has brought more fear of others in our lives and has made us more judgmental towards strangers and people that we do not know. And I found this book to be a fascinating read because it offers various examples of flawed studies of humankind, including the Stanford Prison Experiment, and debunks events the media categorizes as representations of humankind. It also tells the story of the real-life Lord of the Flies, and spoiler alert, it was nothing like the famous famous and classic novel. It provides suggestions in what a society that is built on trust and good with goodwill feelings toward each other could do for the world instead of the current affairs where media companies and government have us living in more fear despite the world being at its safest place in human history. According to all the data surrounding infant mortality rates, 
poverty, hunger, vaccines, and worldwide deaths. I'm a big fan of reading to expand my perspectives and challenge my beliefs, and Bregman does a really good job at captivating my attention with this read, and I recommend you all to check it out going forward. It'll really make you think and reconsider that the way human beings are innately wired. The one thing that really put this in perspective for me is that civilizations are very new to the history of humankind. 90, 95% of humankind has been lived in hunter and gatherer days. And it's only been recently that civilization has taken over. So I think you should check it out. Once again, that's called Humankind, A Hopeful History by Rutger Bregman. Now let's return back to this podcast episode. And in this next segment, we'll focus on the solution that Gift the Meal is offering in order to help solve the food insecurity crisis in the U.S. today. I love it. That's fantastic. I mean, I would imagine it's probably going to continue to be a combination of some things. And, and hopefully as the brand gets recognized and is more known throughout the country, as you can continue to kind of, you know, expand to different areas that you'll have more and more restaurants that are just trying to get on board and make your make your lives a little bit easier. So super exciting on that front. Uh, I would love to now talk about the big impact that it has, right? Like, Obviously, we've talked a little bit more kind of about the business, you know, what is food insecurity, the problem, things of that nature as well. But I would love to figure out what's the part that's going to make people feel good when doing this. And that is the fact that you're helping out people uh, to get a meal uh, in the food insecurity. You said that, you know, for, you know, the photos that you take, uh, you're going to feed people with that. So tell us a little bit about that process, how exactly it works, you know, in terms of connecting with their their food bank or whatever it might be. Let us kind of know that process so that people, when they use this app, they know, all right, great. This is exactly the, the process of how this person is going to be able to get a meal. So we partner with local food banks across the country. And then, uh, as I said, it's funded by the restaurants. So the restaurants pay a monthly program fee to be on gift a meal. So for a standard mom and pop restaurant, it's $79 a month for them to be involved. And that's where the money comes from. And it's totally free for the user. Um, then for each photo taken on gift a meal, we make a monetary donation to that local food bank uh, that comes from that restaurant's monthly program fee. And that donation covers that food bank's cost of getting 1.2 pounds of healthy donated food uh, from their facility to a neighborhood pantry where those needs to access it. So the food banks that we're donating to usually service a few hundred neighborhood pantries where they're trying to get the food to those food deserts, like I mentioned earlier, where people actually need to get access to this healthy food. And so the food is, you know, produce, meat, dairy products, canned goods. And so it's healthy food um, that's getting to people in need um, and usually distributed uh, one or two times a week to each of these different neighborhood pantries, depending on their relationships with that local food bank. Um, the food itself is donated by supermarkets, food distributors, community food drives to these food banks and stored in their big distribution facilities. And then where gift a meal comes in is we're covering that food bank's cost of distributing that food from their facility to the neighborhood pantries. So it's covering the cost of trucking, refrigeration, labor in order to get the food where it needs to go. Um, and so one meal is 1.2 pounds of food. And so when you pack all that food into a truck, you know, we're, you were able to do a larger impact at a lower cost when you distribute food in bulk. And so each individual food bank has a different meal metric. Their cost to distribute one meal's worth of food to a pantry. So if you go to like, you know, the LA Regional Food Bank's website and you click on their donate page, for every dollar donated, they can provide four meals to those in need of distributing food in bulk. So 25 cents per meal. And uh, for harvesters in Kansas City, it's 33 cents a meal. Um, if you look at the national uh, food banks with CD America, Nook, and Hungry, 
it's 10 meals for a dollar, so 10 cents a meal. So depending on the food bank and how big a bulk they distribute, it's 10 to 33 cents per meal. And that's how much we're donating to the food banks for each photo taken. Um, but remember, if somebody takes their photo on gift a meal and shares it on Facebook and Instagram, all of a sudden that's three meals provided. And so if that's happening in Kansas City with harvesters, that'd be a dollar we'd be donating for um, those three photos being shared to 33 cents a meal. Awesome. That's very cool. And it, it sounds like a really, really great process that you kind of have going forward on that front. And you're talking a lot about the the local food banks that you're partnering with and, and whatnot there. What type of feedback have you been getting from them as well? I mean, obviously you're not getting, you know, you're probably not able to discuss directly with the people who are getting the direct impact, but what has the food bank's uh, response kind of been when you're having these conversations with them and you're kind of measuring uh, how much impact and whatnot's going on? Yeah, I mean, they love it because for them, they don't need to do any work for it. I mean, normally when they have to do like fundraisers and stuff with restaurants, if they want to do a bigger fundraiser that involves multiple restaurants, not just a one-off benefit night, uh, that takes a lot of time and money for their staff in order to throw those types of events and everything. And so with Gift a Meal, we are a consistent monthly growing donation stream that comes in on the first of every month that they can count on and that they don't have to do anything in order for it to work. Um, and so it's something that they've responded really positively to um, to support their mission and uh, you know grow their don- donation budget. Um, so we make our donations once a month uh, to them for the previous month's donations uh, based on the number of photos taken. Uh, we have been able to talk to some of the people that have actually benefited directly from Gift and Meal um, by going to some of these neighborhood pantries. And actually within the Gift and Meal app, we'll display some of the stories of people after you take your photo. Uh, we'll display a story of somebody uh, who has received a meal because of Gift and Meal. Um, so that way you can learn more about what it's like for that person who is facing hunger and to humanize hunger, um, like I mentioned earlier. So you don't just think about it as a number or somebody that that, that being the defining characteristic of somebody, but you actually see uh, the people that are receiving these meals as people in your community as well. So we'll display some of those impact stories too after you take your photo. Absolutely. Yeah. The humanization of it, right. To put it actually in to see the person that you're kind of directly impacting on that is, is something that's really, really good, obviously for, you know, the, the people that are using the application and taking it, you know, the restaurants to see and things of that nature as well. Now you've mentioned the word food desert a few times. You also mentioned education at the beginning as well and, and how you are hoping to educate and make more awareness out there of these food deserts and things of that nature as well. And I would venture to guess that it's not as commonly known as maybe we would like people to to hopefully know in that sense, because, you know, there is a lot of um, areas in across the, the U.S. today where their options to eat cheaply might be McDonald's or whatever it might be and, and not getting that highly nutritionally kind of dense food as well on that front. So with how much does education go into your kind of, you know, app and in terms of kind of maybe your brand awareness and kind of your marketing and things of that nature as well, just so people can kind of have a better understanding and know that there are these people that are food insecure who, sure, they, they, they may have an idea of where their food might come, but their opportunity to get healthy food that's obviously going to enhance their life is maybe a little bit more difficult than others. Yeah, I mean, we really just try to be a megaphone for the food banks and their messaging. Um, since they have people that are working day in, day out in order to magnify this the level of impact and explain what the latest trends are that are affecting food insecurity and the stories that people are facing. So we look to be a megaphone for them. And then you know, we can display an impact tab within our app where we explain about the impact and everything and what the local food banks are doing in these communities. So 
that people can understand the scope and the significance of the impact that needs to be done. Fantastic. And what do you think in terms of a, you know, this long-term solution, right? Obviously, we're trying to get rid of those people that are food insecure right now. I think you said over, you know, 40 million roughly or so. We want to eliminate that and get that down to as little as possible. Explain to us a little bit about the stresses that people might face when they're food insecure and, and how that might kind of spiral and impact their lives in other negative ways versus if we can continue to, you know, have something like this and enhance the local food banks and make people have these opportunity to get nutritional dense foods, you know, how much better that's kind of going to improve it. So if somebody is food insecure, explain to us a little bit about how that might impact other ways of their life and things of that nature. You mentioned single parent households and, and things of that nature as well, just as you said, so people can kind of get a more clear picture. Starting off with kids, I mean, if a kid is food insecure, they're more likely to have developmental impairments. They're more likely to have to repeat a grade in school. Um, they're more likely uh, to have uh, more like emotional impairments and things like that. And so, um, you know, it can really affect the development of children, both uh, mentally and physically, uh, in order to allow them to get where they need to go um, in life. And so it's something that could be a really big barrier uh, for them. And it's something that's completely out of their control and shouldn't be happening. Uh, for adults as well, I mean, think about a lot of people are like, oh, like, shouldn't somebody just get a job or something? Like a lot of the people that face food insecurity are trying. Uh, and, you know, it's not just uh, somebody that has uh, mental illness. So we should also be helping those people too. But it's somebody that, you know, might have a job or a part-time job or is between jobs, or maybe they just had a really expensive surgery um, or something, or they're caring for a family member and they just don't have enough to make ends meet. Uh, and if they're trying, let's say somebody's going out there to try to get a job, if they're hungry, uh, then they're not going to do very well in a job interview. Uh, and they're not going to be able to put their full self out there. And so uh, making sure that we can provide the very basics for people so then that, that way they can have a full stomach and uh, prioritize their funds for things that they need to get done is something that's important for them being able to not have uh, that gateway in front of them, that that closed gate in front of them to access other opportunities in life. Of course. Yeah, it really has a ripple effect on a whole lot of things, right? I mean, especially if you're not getting the nutrition. That's, I mean, you meant you really, I thought, said it really well with like a job interview, right? Like if you're not getting the best nutrients or anything like that, you're not going to be on your best A game. And we all know with job interviews, things of that nature, that if you maybe answer one question wrong or something like that, depending on who your interviewer is, that might cost you the job. So, you know, it's little things like that that can kind of add up and, and kind of have that kind of direct impact on that front as well. Andrew, so we we've chatted a little bit about obviously the food banks, the restaurants, you know, the, the business kind of aspect of it. Tell us a little bit about the, the, the goodness and the good feelings that uh, the other users are having of the gift a meal app. You know, I imagine that that's probably great for them. I mean, they go to a restaurant, they're going to take a photo of their food anyway, and now they're sharing it. And now they have that feel good feeling of knowing that, Hey, look, this great company is going to, you know, provide 1.2 pounds of food, even more if I decide to post it on Facebook and stuff like that. Give us some feedback on, on how the users have enjoyed using the app and, and kind of what their thoughts have been. Yeah. I mean, it's been overwhelmingly positive. I mean, I think that in the roller coaster world of running a startup, trying to grow it nationally, uh, whenever I have those down days, I kind of just look at our back end and scroll through the photos that customers are taking on a daily basis and the captions they're posting with those photos because the captions are really moving about just, you know, how excited they are to be able to make this difference in their community in such an easy way. Uh, one of my favorite posts was 
a picture of a cupcake from a cupcake shop uh, called The Cup. It's on Gift Meal. And the caption was, uh, was uh, celebrating my great-grandma's my great 103rd birthday. Um, and so even just like seeing those celebratory moments that people are able to make where they're able to incorporate a socially conscious element into those moments um, and be thinking about their communities are things that are really moving to me. Or, you know, when we've had users reach out that have faced food insecurity themselves and now uh, they are looking to continually give back to people that are, that are facing that now and that were in the position they were in before. Uh, and having it be a really easy way for them to be engaged. Or there was an older adult that uh, had responded back to an email that we sent thanking us uh, because she isn't able to walk anymore. She used to be able to volunteer a lot at different food banks and things like that. Um, and now she feels like she can't make the impact that she wants to make. Uh, but now she can just take a photo of the food to give a meal with someone in need. And so it makes her feel like she's not powerless to make that impact that she really wants to be able to make for her community still. And there's still a way for her to engage in a meaningful way. So uh, stories from the users are super, super impactful. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we've done volunteer events with our users as well. And so being able to volunteer alongside them at local food banks and um, you know, see their excitement in person is also super motivating. I love it. I love that aspect of being able to put together these events and kind of go volunteer together and, and really kind of make it because for the, you know, the, the users or the customers of your app or whatever you, you might want to use for that. Uh, that's a really great way to kind of put that connection in as well and kind of put them in behind the scenes. So I love that idea. It's really good. Uh, curious, curious to hear, Andrew, as well, when you have this overwhelmingly positive feedback, I imagine that probably means that they like to tell their friends about it uh, and kind of share that as well. I'd be curious to hear if, if your users are helping you get new restaurants acquired, maybe in their their areas, of course, by asking, hey, you know, have you heard of this? Would you like to, you know, partner that? I'd be curious to see kind of how that's evolved a little bit as well. Has that been a channel where the the customers of your app and your users have, have really been kind of helping you with your organic marketing growth? It's been more on a one-off basis, but we're trying to develop a program for it. We actually have uh, an email scheduled to send out on Saturday to our users um, that, invites them, that invites them to make an introduction to a restaurant owner or manager they know to our team member, Jenny, who handles restaurant relations. And uh, we include Jenny's email and phone number in there so they can make it over text, phone, email, uh, and then for each restaurant they introduce to Jenny that actually, you know, takes a call or Zoom or in-person meeting uh, with her, we'll donate a hundred dollars, sorry, we'll donate a hundred meals to the local food bank in that area as well. Um, and so it'll be another way to grow the social impact in that community, um, expand the markets we're currently in, and then also expand us to new markets where users might want us to grow the impact in the community. So, you know, a hundred meals for taking a meeting with us is great. Uh, but the bigger impact definitely comes more long term because each restaurant on average is providing about a thousand meals per year to those in need. And so that's where we can see the real impact start to add up when you think about it as a thousand meals per restaurant. And then, you know, we're growing into the hundreds and hundreds of more restaurants on gift a meal um, with our goal being 10 to 20,000 restaurants or provide millions of meals to those in need annually. So to answer your question, yes. Um, and that's something that we're looking to formalize a little bit more in order to um, kind of 
take all that positivity and happiness from the users and tap into their networks. I'm excited to see how that evolves a little bit and how that program goes in the coming months and, and years and whatnot with that, because I, I think that's a really great way and a really cool way uh, to get people to do it. I mean, l- like I said, uh, and I'll ask you this in just a second, but, you know, I see people all the time, friends, you know, when you're out and they take the photos of the food and then, you know, I saw your solution. I was like, that is such a cool idea. Uh, what you got going on there? So uh, on that note, when it comes to kind of expansion and regions and, and areas that you're in now, where are you based or where are your restaurants primarily? And obviously you're looking to kind of grow and expand a little bit. And how is that process kind of going for you guys? Yeah, I mean, so we've grown from like four states in 2021 to 18 states now in 2022. Um, and, you know, we're open to a restaurant anywhere in the United States now. Uh, you know, we're at that point where we've hit scale, the tech is working, the program's working. It's pretty plug and play for a new restaurant to join. They just sign up um, online and we ship them some promotional materials like table tents or something to explain it to the customer what to do and just scan a QR code, download gets a meal, take a photo to give a meal. And um, then from there, it's pretty straightforward and we get the restaurant monthly updates. So, um, you know, we are now donating to 25 different food banks each month in those uh, different, in those 18 different states. And um, we're ready uh, to go anywhere. I want to take a quick break from this episode to dive deep into some facts surrounding food insecurity in the U.S. today. Food insecurity is defined by having problems getting food, having a shortage of food in the house, or a reduced food intake, i.e., example, there may not be dinner every night this week because payday is on Friday. So here are five quick facts about hunger in the U.S. that might surprise you. One in eight families in America today are hungry. That's 12.3% of all U.S. households and what economists call the working poor who earn just about $25,000 a year for a family of four. So out of that estimated potentially about $2,015, $17 a month that families need to pay for housing, utilities, childcare, transportation, healthcare, and groceries. That is not a lot. So you can see where the food insecurity could come in that amount. 48% roughly of college students in America are food insecure, according to a new uh, new study published by Temple University and the Wisconsin Hope Lab. So 36% of those college students say that they are food insecure and it's more prevalent among college students of color. That is up to 57%. And we might think that in rural communities that they aren't hungry because they can grow their own food, right? Farming, lands everywhere. But the fact is 15% of people in rural areas are hungry, oftentimes because they don't have access to grocery stores or proper transportation. Food insecure people are also more prone to obesity. Now, you might think that's a little counterintuitive. How does that work? Well, it's because of food deserts and not having a grocery store close by with limited transportation. And this is what we've talked about in this episode with Andrew that forces people to shop at places that sell mostly packaged and prepared foods that's higher in calories, but much lower in nutrition with a very poor nutrition density, meaning that they're getting more calories, but not the nutrients that they need. And number five, 60% of households led by older Americans must choose between buying groceries groceries or paying utility bills. So I wanted to just sit down for a quick moment and share those five quick facts surrounding food insecurity so that you could get a better perspective of how big of an issue 
that that is in the US today and why gift a meal is providing a great solution to help fight food insecurity and allow families to have less stress around where they are getting the next meal. So curious to help, want to help? Maybe you can do so by taking gift a meal to your next restaurant. And we'll talk about ways that you can help gift a meal and help Andrew in promoting their cause in our next segment. Love it. You hear that listening. Next time you go out to eat your local shop or wherever it might be, bring it up. Say, hey, we got a solution for you with gift a meal and, and be able to kind of add to that. And there's a lot of value from a from a monetary perspective for those companies as well as they kind of move forward. So really cool stuff on that front there, Andrew. And I want to talk a little bit now about how exactly the app works. You mentioned the restaurants being able to tell their customers and whatnot, hey, download it using this QR code a little bit. You have your phone, you're at the table, the restaurant tells you, hey, we got this really cool thing. If you are a potential user of this app, take us through the kind of that flow process and how you can kind of use it so that people will for sure get these meals on the uh, the gift a meal uh, structure. So someone downloads the app for free on iPhone or Android and they create a gift a meal account. We actually give a first meal right off the bat to a local food bank just for creating a gift a meal account. Um, and then you can view your gift a meal profile that has all the photos you've taken and it tracks how many meals you've provided as well. Um, if you want to be able to add friends, you can sync with Facebook or add by gift a meal username um, to compete with friends to see who can give the most meals and see their food photos as well. Um, or you can just have it be a private experience too. And all you need to do is on the app, it opens up to a restaurant list sorted by location. You select the restaurant that you're at or that you ordered from and take a photo of your food or drink, and then that'll post it on the app and you're invited to share on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to give more meals. And then that'll post, it'll show you an impact story if somebody's actually benefited because of gift a meal, and then you're done. So, you know, click on the restaurant, take a photo, you can write a caption if you want, click submit, share on social if you want, and then you're done. So it's a really quick and easy process. It's really seamless. And um, then you can also use gift a meal for restaurant discovery. Uh, as kind of a socially conscious restaurant directory um, on the gift a meal restaurant profile, you can view the restaurant's hours, their website, phone number, menu. You can even place an online order if they have online ordering available. You can view their social media um, so you can see what their food looks like. You can also view photos that other users have taken um, at that restaurant. So you can see um, if it looks good to you and just kind of go from there and find socially conscious places to eat. Lots of really good ways that you can kind of utilize that app, obviously from a production standpoint of taking the photo, but also, like you said, a really cool feature there that you have is the discovery to kind of find more socially conscious restaurants and businesses of that nature as well that are really helping to boost the local communities. And that's another thing that I really like about this idea, Andrew, is that I feel like in today's day and age, obviously we're we're more connected than we've ever been, right? I mean, this goes from uh, an internet standpoint to to seeing photos of other countries, things of that nature. But I feel like what's kind of getting lost a little bit is that feel of the local community and whatnot and, and really kind of impacting your neighbors and the people around you as well. So I think that that's really a, a big impact. Uh, as someone that moved from Southern California into kind of St. Louis into a new area for college or, or at Washington University and whatnot as well, uh, what direct kind of impact do you see within the local communities in that St. Louis area and whatnot that you've had and what people have kind of said and whatnot to, to know that these people are in the food banks, the local restaurants, all of this is just kind of now synchronized in one to kind of help people improve their lives and, and have better access to food. So 
I have to imagine that's got to feel pretty good to kind of see from your perspective, from kind of where you started to where you're at now. Yeah, I mean, the support's been overwhelming from the users to the restaurants to uh, the food banks, local media, the universities. I mean, everybody has been great. The startup ecosystem is phenomenal in St. Louis. And um, so, yeah, we've been able to really build a great foundation in St. Louis and then uh, expand nationally from here and get access to key mentors and advisors and investors to help fuel our growth and so, yeah, I'm super thankful for the St. Louis community and then the community across the United States of gift and, the gift meal family that's been created from this. And everybody's been super willing to help and want to see us succeed and support our cause that we're looking to do. And um, so that really makes us feel good and motivated as we look to take things to the next level. Fantastic. Uh, you mentioned kind of, um, you know, investors and things of that nature in the startup ecosystem on that front. Is that something that uh, you guys have been actively trying to pursue? Have you been bootstrapped? Have you already got investment? Are you looking to get some or kind of how is that uh, going in terms of the funding process? Mm -hmm. Originally, it was bootstrapped with my savings. And once I ran through that, then uh, did a small Kickstarter campaign for crowdfunding um, in order to keep things going and, and did pitch competitions and grants in order to um, you know, keep the company running month after month, there would be pitch competitions between startups where I'd have to get third place in order to justify the cost of the trip for my plane ticket in order to uh, go there. And so um, that was something that kept us going in the early stages. Uh, we then received a 50K investment from the Capital Innovators Accelerator in St. Louis. Um, and then we received an angel round of funding um, for a total of about $700,000 of funding um, to get us to where we are now, kind of over the last five years. So sounds like a lot of money, but over five years, we've stayed very lean in order to get to the point that we are now um, when you look at it compared to other startup fundraising. Um, and yeah, the community has been really supportive. Um, we were able to receive in our last funding round $100,000 from an organization called Arts Grants, where we didn't actually have to give up any shares in the company. Um, it was it's a hundred thousand dollar grant to commit to headquarter in St. Louis for the next two years at least. Um, and Arts Grants is looking at the economic development of the region, trying to attract and retain talent in St. Louis. And so there's hundreds of Arts Grants startups now that um, are making a really big impact on the region, and uh, you know make us really proud to represent St. Louis and look to kind of make St. Louis one of the top startup ecosystems in the country. Um, and so there's a lot of really great resources here for that. Fantastic. Well, you're well on the way in helping them uh, in that quest and in that journey with the success of your startup and, and obviously what the impact it has on people in a local community and, and especially for those that are fighting food insecurity at this time. So I commend you for that. Great job on that front. Uh, I want to ask too, just how can people support Gift and Meal? How can people help you all in terms of maybe if it's not in their area or anything of that nature yet, what are some types of actionable steps people can take to kind of help you expand this mission and make it so food uh, insecurity is, is more obsolete, if we will, in the future. Absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing is if you know any restaurant owners or managers in your area, um, if you could introduce them to us, mention Gift a Meal um, and let us know that you mentioned it to them so that we could reach out and actually talk to them for a couple of minutes. It's really easy for us to get them set up. Um, if you can introduce us, um, Jenny is our uh, head of restaurant relationships. Um, so you can email her Jenny, J-E-N-I at Gift a Meal. Dot com um, and any restaurant introductions would be 
super, super appreciated. And like I said, uh, we will donate 100 meals for each restauranter that takes a demo with Jenny, whether it's a phone call or Zoom or in-person meeting. And that could be a restaurant anywhere in the country. And then also just check out the Gift a Meal app for yourself. It's free on iPhone and Android. And like I said, we give a meal just for downloading the app and creating an account. Totally free and easy to use. Um, and yeah, if you have any other um, comments or suggestions, feel free um, to reach out to us as well on our website. And um, yeah, you know, we really appreciate everybody's support. Fantastic. Love it. So that, that's it, everybody. You go to your favorite restaurant and find a way to uh, get with the manager or, or the owner, whatever that can be, and, and make them aware of Gift a Meal, as well as downloading the app to kind of create a little bit more awareness. And I'm sure interacting on social media would be appreciated as well. Andrew, uh, anything else that you would like to add surrounding uh, Gift a Meal, the app, what you all are trying to accomplish, what you have accomplished, or anything like that, that, that you think that the audience should know? Uh, like you said, uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter uh, as well to stay in the loop. And I think we covered a good amount here. And, you know, I think that as we look to grow Gifting Meal, we'll consistently look to see how each decision we make is going to benefit each of these different groups of our users, the restaurants, and ultimately the community. And so I think looking to make sure that all of those goals are consistent with one another is something that has made this experience really special. and. Um, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the million meals mark. We're at 930,000 meals and counting. Uh, and so we should hit that in the next couple of months. And uh, that'll be an exciting milestone to, for everybody to celebrate together. Absolutely. You got to do something a little special for that. Get a countdown once you get that millionth. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Andrew, hey, thank you so much for taking some time to to speak with me today and, and to share the great solution that Gift a Meal has in terms of positively impacting society and local communities. And I really like what you guys are doing on that front. And, and I look forward to uh, it expanding and, and being able to utilize that across all 50 states and, uh, and whatnot. And uh, going forward and, and really helping solve this issue of food insecurity that uh, and unfortunately is, is happening right now. So thank you so much for the time and really like what you guys are doing out there. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on. That is the founder and CEO of Gift a Meal out of St. Louis, Mr. Andrew Glantz, joining us here on the Talking Solutions podcast. As he mentioned, you can go ahead, follow them on social media, download the app on the apps or Google app Play Store, I should say. And then, of course, on Apple in the App Store. Uh, and then check out their website. And of course, most importantly, uh, raise this awareness. If you've got a favorite restaurant, a local restaurant or any type of restaurant that you're going to get food from, uh, definitely make sure to to bring this up, especially if you're someone who likes to share photos of your food. I know you're out there and I know you're listening because I see it all the time. So if you're one of those people, uh, why not help somebody um, get their next meal by taking a photo, sharing it and, and allowing the 1.2 pounds of food to kind of get out there on that front. So of course, all those links are going to be available on our Instagram throughout this week. The episode is launched. And of course, you can find more information on Gift a Meal on our website as well at chesstech.com backslash talking solutions podcast. So that's going to wrap up this edition of the Talking Solutions podcast episode. Uh, and I thank you very much for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to drop a review below, whether it be on Spotify or on Apple. would really appreciate that and give us a follow on Instagram as well. Check out the website and most importantly, go check out Gift a Meal. So thanks so much for tuning in and I look forward to speaking with you on our next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the Talking Solutions podcast. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode and check out all of our guests on our website at cheshtech.com. That's C-H-E-S-H-T-E-C-H.com to learn more as we continue our mission of supporting impact-driven founders. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Talking Solutions Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talking Solutions. If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate a review and a recommendation to a friend as we focus on highlighting these great founders and individuals providing solutions to societal problems and bringing optimism into the world.